Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the third quarter 2020 Von Nelson Value Opportunity Review. In the third quarter of 2020, Von Nelson Value Opportunity returned on a gross basis 6.3%, net 6.0%, and that is up against the Russell Midcap Value Index at 6.4%. Springs the year-to-date totals as a gross uh, to negative 8.9% and year-to-date net at negative 9.5%. Again, this is compared against the Russell Midcap Value Index at negative 12.84%. And with me today, I have Lead Senior Portfolio Manager, Dennis Alf. And with that, Dennis, we'll turn things over to you. Great, Dan. I, I appreciate the introduction. Um, let me just start off by uh, hoping everyone's out there is continuing to stay uh, safe and, and healthy uh, during these dynamic times. Um, as Dan suggested, it was uh, kind of a fairly neutral quarter uh, for the portfolio uh, against the market. Uh, you would think, uh, given kind of that neutral performance, there there might not be a whole lot of interesting things to discuss uh, this time. However, if you look under the hood uh, a little bit, uh, you'll find that there there are a couple of interesting observations. Uh, just kind of how we got to that that kind of that neutral uh, point at the end of the quarter that I that I think are worth pointing out. Um, so before we kind of kind of get into some more of the detail, uh, I just want to take a step back and and, and kind of talk about how we look at at attribution. Um, so attribution is is typically split into two categories, uh, and we'll talk about allocation uh, and selection uh, as, as we talk about performance. Uh, allocation uh, is really the idea of looking at uh, the benefits of how the portfolio is positioned. So it kind of takes into consideration kind of how the whole portfolio is put together. Uh, and selection uh, really uh, analyzes how specific securities perform, uh, somewhat independent of, of, of how those securities are weighted. Um, and so those are those two buckets, allocation and, and selection. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, both of those in a little bit more detail in, uh, in, in just a minute. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's kind of, Dan uh, started us off. It was a, a very strong uh, quarter for the market in an absolute sense. Uh, the market kind of continues to price in the benefits of, of an improving economy, kind of following uh, the depths of this COVID-inspired recession. Uh, and so, as you might expect, uh, the things in the, the market this quarter that did the best were things that we kind of refer to as the early cycle parts of the economy, the ones that are most economically sensitive. It's really those parts of the market uh, that inflect uh, first when kind of moving from a really bad environment to a good environment. Those, those were the parts of the market that really shined. Um, and here I'm talking about things like media, consumer discretionary, industrials, materials. You know, these were parts of the market that were all up uh, double digits and easily uh, outpaced kind of the, the market as a whole. Uh, and this is very normal. It's very typical of, of what you might expect uh, in terms of market behavior at these kinds of, of, of fundamental inflections. Uh, this was a benefit uh, to the portfolio this quarter. Uh, we effectively uh, are overweight almost all of those areas because uh, we sort of have been anticipating 
this fundamental improvement uh, and wanted to be exposed to that dynamic of those businesses that would be benefiting first as the fundamentals turned and started getting better. And so us being positioned in that direction was, was an absolute benefit for us. So in some ways, you could just say we were kind of in all of the right places, so to speak. Um, and while our names in those areas did exceptionally well, um, they really were, were quite strong, uh, there were some parts of those sectors uh, that we didn't have exposure to uh, that did, did, did even better, that were, were exceptionally strong performers. And that created a bit of a negative relative performance for us uh, against the market. And so kind of tying it back to, to what we were saying about attribution before, um, the portfolio had really good, positive, strong allocation benefits, and we kind of gave some of that back with some negative stock selection detractors, and it kind of netted itself out to, you know, a bit of a, effectively of a neutral push quarter. Um, and that's a little unusual for us, quite frankly. Um, usually it's the other way around for us, if anything. We, we, we typically exhibit stronger positive um, attribution just through security selection. And so it's a bit of a, you know, of, of a head scratcher and, and something that we wouldn't normally expect. But when you kind of look at it, um, we're actually kind of okay with it coming out that way. Uh, because if you look at those areas that we didn't own that were, were you know, did really well um, that we didn't have a lot of exposure to. There were things like specialty retail or apparel or some of the traditional uh, auto suppliers, um, a few unproven social media business models. Uh, and in hindsight, it clearly, you know, demonstrated that they perhaps were a bit oversold, um, you know, given the drawdown earlier in the year. Uh, but we really don't think that the gains that they saw in the quarter are likely sustainable uh, for those businesses, uh, and we just don't think that the fundamentals are there to kind of continue to, to drive them forward. Uh, and so we are, we're, we're, we're actually okay with it working out that way. So kind of bottom line from a big picture standpoint, and I know we're just kind of, of, of getting a little technical, but... Um, you know, for a quarter that was kind of just a, a push with the market, uh, big picture, you know, we had strong benefits from positioning that were kind of offset uh, by some names that we didn't own um, that, you know, in hindsight were clearly a bit oversold and, 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 and had some strong performance. Um, drilling it down a little bit further, kind of taking it to a little bit more of a granular level, uh, you know, kind of just talking a little bit more specifically about the portfolio, uh, you know, we did really well uh, in terms of, of, of performance uh, just by avoiding um, REITs. We've been underweight the real estate sector for quite some time. Uh, that area wound up uh, being the worst performing sector uh, for the quarter. Uh, not surprising, right? I think everyone is aware that there are real questions about uh, the sustainability of, of, of some of the REIT business models. And so uh, with REITs being the worst performing sector, uh, we just don't have a lot of exposure there. Uh, it's probably not a surprise uh, that that area continues to, to, to have some trouble in the market. Uh, there are clear questions around whether uh, those businesses and assets are, are, are impaired on a permanent basis. 
um, specifically kind of in the areas of the office REITs, the retail REITs, uh, perhaps even the lodging REITs. Uh, we don't see a lot of value there uh, and really wouldn't expect to, to see us adding much in the portfolio uh, in that sector. Uh, we also did well in staples. These are our, our names that are, are definitely uh, beneficiaries of a, of a reopening uh, economy, uh, and they, they uh, were rewarded for that uh, uh, in, in the quarter. Kind of on the negative side, um, our underweight in consumer discretionary hurt us. Um, it's, it's not like our names uh, were all that bad. Definitely benefiting um, from a reopening economy uh, and a stronger consumer uh, that was held up by stimulus dollars. Uh, but again, kind of getting back to the, our discussion at the beginning, we didn't own uh, any of the real traditional brick and mortar retailers, department stores, uh, and some of the apparel guys. Uh, they put in um, you know, even stronger quarters and we didn't have exposure there, uh, so that kind of went against us. I, I really don't see us adding uh, anything in those areas as, as, uh, as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of change going on with those business models. You know, their value chains are being shifted around. E-commerce is affecting them in, in, in bigger and bigger ways. Consumer behavior is changing as we move through the pandemic. Um, it, it's just an area we don't see a lot of value. Uh, similar to the consumer space, uh, we had some negative relative performance in industrials. Again, our names did exceptionally well, um, it, but here we just didn't have enough exposure um, to traditional autos or building products, uh, which were groups of the market that were, were up over uh, you know, 20%, uh, and we just didn't have enough exposure there, so it kind of showed up as a, as, as a negative relative performance. Um, you know, and again, we're 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 fine with that. Um, we don't really like uh, much in those areas, uh, but clearly they were just a, a bit oversold in the quarter. Uh, we still continue to find value uh, in the market. Uh, we sold out of eight names. We bought five new ones. There's no real major theme uh, per se across the the five holdings. Um, we found a couple of names in in the tech space, a name in the industrial space, a few financials. Uh, really, if, if, if you're looking for something to tie them all together, it's, it's kind of the same thing that we've been building the portfolio around for quite some time. Um, we feel that there's just strong fundamentals in these businesses with good visibility uh, and reasonable valuations, right, in, 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 in a market where valuations are, are getting a little bit uh, trickier to, to hold your discipline with. We, 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 we still think we found some good opportunities. To, to just kind of highlight one of them, um, we bought uh, Motorola Solutions in the quarter, MSI. Um, it's actually a, a, a business that we really like, um, have, have kind of moved it into one of our top holdings. Uh, this is not the Motorola that you might remember uh, back in the days of being a cell phone maker, that they're, they're not in that business anymore. Today, um, if you're not familiar with them, what, what Motorola is, 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 is their provider of, of mission-critical communications hardware and networks um, to first responders and, and municipalities. Uh, it's a market that we think is incredibly stable, um, has nice tailwinds to it, as that's an area uh, where, where local communities are wanting to invest. Uh, and so there's, there's, there's nice line of sight on, on the top line, revenues. Um, but it's a business model where they're getting more and more involved in software uh, and managed services and solutions uh, to manage those networks 
for municipalities. And so there's a mixed shift that's going on uh, in that P&L that's driving better margins, um, better returns, all of the things that we like to see. Uh, and so that's just an opportunity that, that we really, really like. Uh, and so those are the types of things that, that, that we're continuing to look for and, and having some success finding. Um, the portfolio broadly is still positioned for kind of a, a, a slowly improving economy. Um, you know, this is definitely a fundamental backdrop that is still heavily dependent on central bank liquidity support. Uh, would be nice if the fiscal side uh, would, would, would come together uh, with a second round of, of, of stimulus uh, to help the consumer. Definitely creates a, an area that we need to keep an eye on. Uh, if that should not come uh, come to pass, uh, but 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 we're just generally looking forward um, to seeing improvement uh, just fundamentally from 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 where we were just a few uh, a few quarters ago, as the economy is continuing uh, to to reopen and and and, and consumers are continuing to reengage. Uh, we really like where we sit. Um, our peg ratio in the portfolio is still basically right around one, even with the big move uh, that we had in the quarter. Uh, again, highlighting that valuation discipline. Uh, whereas the market, um, with this move, is, is has seen its peg ratio move uh, really, you know, almost twice that, uh, around two. And so, you know, not only do we like where we sit, you know, just just on our own in an absolute sense relative to the market, uh, we think we're positioned very, very well uh, for the for the rest of the year. Uh, so, Dan, with that, um, let me turn it back over to you and uh, uh, see if you have some concluding comments. That's great, Dennis. Thank you so much. And um, you know, it's been a, a wild ride here since 2020, and we're very much looking forward to seeing what happens here in the fourth quarter. And Hopefully, rounded out a very solid year. So, thank you again, and we'll look forward to talking soon. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast or any podcast in the series does not constitute professional investment advice or services and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark law.